and send him back to Pilate. And that same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders of the people, and said to them, You brought this, me this man as one who was perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. And then they all shouted out together, this was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection and taken place in the city after the murder. Pilate, wanting to release these, suppressed them again, but they kept shouting. The third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urging him, demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that the man should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. And as they led him away, they seized the man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country. They laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and waiting for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, also criminals, were led away to be put in with When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. The people stood by, watching, but the leaders scoffed, saying, The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him, saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do not fear God, since you are under the same sense of condemnation, and we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about noon, the darkness came over the whole land, till three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus 
crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I command my spirit. He said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there to suspect the soul had taken place, they returned home beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him in Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arabia, and he was waiting expectantly kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed. They saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared the spices and ointments. Sabbath day, they rested according to the command.
I ask for prayers for God's people throughout the world. For Michael and his wife's issues. For Alan and Leo and For this gathering and for all these people. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for peace in Jerusalem. For Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury. And for reconciliation between worldwide and in our diocesan cycle of prayer, we give thanks and pray for the ministries of Grace Church Federated in Boston, St. Andrew's Church in the town, Grace Church Everett, organists, choirs, and other church musicians, and the Leadership Development Institute. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask for prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask for prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of God. Pray that they may find and be found. I ask for prayers for the departed, remembering especially Amy Hardy, friend of Claudia, Carol, and Cheryl, Peter Bloom, friend of the New Old Family, and Patrick and Logan McKinnon, young cousins of Andy Coffin. Are there others? Pray for those who have died. We remember those for whom we have been asked to pray. Lindsay, Tom and Chuck and Carter, Sally, Nancy, Dwight, Betty, Lisa, June, Anne, Judy, Jonathan, Nora, Ed, Orly, Scott, David Jr., Barbara, Clementine, Dale, Bob and Pat, Will, John, Ruth, Tom and his family, Heather, Lucas, Claire, Jean Corp, Susie, Tom, Kathy, Kristen, Alice, Ellie, Susan, Peter, Kirsty, Eric, Gail, Jim, Wynn, Harry, Aldona, Deborah, Spencer and Lisa, Wynn and Jenny, Olive, Edie, those without drums, those serving in the military, all who work for peace and all those suffering as they flee war torn countries. Are there others? Pray for those for whom we care and love. We give thanks for the birth of Nicholas Sagona, son of Joy and Bill Sagona. I invite your prayers and intercessions at this time that are silently before us. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our Almighty God, most dear Son, who had not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find. 